So this is our first ever make and review. I don't even know if we're gonna keep the name make and review, but it makes sense for what we're about to talk about. I'm Eugene. I'm Alex. And today we're gonna to look at Lot 2046. For those that have never really heard about Lot 2046, it's a relatively new brand. Lot 2046, and I assume it's 2046. Uh, I don't know if it's 2046, but it's a little bit mysterious, but it's essentially a apparel and kind of like essential goods subscription service. So um, they basically offer three different tiers of a membership and you get a shipment or a box of some clothes, some toiletries, some home stuff every month. Um, and each different item has a different kind of frequency or interval in which they ship it. Yeah, I saw this on their site. Um, according to them, they describe themselves as a subscription-based service which distributes a basic set of clothing, footwear, essential self-care products, accessories, and media content. The clothes are dispensable as they wear out. They can be bundled and returned, eliminating clutter. So maybe you can give me a little bit of background about who's behind this whole concept. Lot 2046 was started by a guy, and I'm probably going to mess up his name, uh, named Vadik. And he basically started a industrial design firm, um, I guess a few years ago, and it was eventually acquired by Airbnb. And they kind of became famous for like a very sleek, well-designed, super minimal approach to um, hardware design, I guess you could say. Yeah, but also I, I need to interject and say when we were looking through when we were looking through sort of uh, references of website design, we always returned to the Lapka site. Yeah, it's really good, really strong visuals, um, super focused. But we were specifically referencing um, what's called the Lapka BAM breathalyzer, which was like a really simple um, alcohol breathalyzer machine that they were selling. And um, it was like, it was all black. It was very monochromatic. It was like a very like dark photo shoot. All the visuals were very mysterious. So when 2046 kind of came on our radar, it sort of just matched like aesthetically with what they were doing with Lapka. Before we move on, I know that you had mentioned that there was an email you received as a subscriber that sort of discussed the whole, the whole pretense of being a, acquired by Airbnb. Can you, can you share a little bit about that email? Cause I remember you told me and I was like, Oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. One of the things that I've enjoyed about being a subscriber and I'm only on the second month is that the communication with us, the subscribers is very candid and it's also, um, very simple. Like there's no MailChimp template. It's literally just like a text email that gets sent. Um, but when I got the first shipment, they sent an email to me as well as other people, I assume that, um, number one, it was kind of, it had a list of questions where they said, you know, how does, how is this first shipment? Um, you know, how did the shirt fit? How did the socks fit? So they were like trying to get a better gauge on their quality control, but it opened with like a couple paragraphs about, um, his touching on his experience when he sold the former company Lapka to Airbnb. And he just kind of highlighted basically just how strenuous and how um, life-sucking of a process that was. And um, obviously now I guess that he's in a better financial position, but I got the feeling that Lot 2046 was kind of like a project that he had been wanting to do for a while and it was like a real passion thing for them. 
And that's why it has such a personal touch to it. He was just kind of lamenting about the idea that, you know, he had to go through a lot of these sort of trials and tribulations that come with like selling your company to a big conglomerate to get to the point where he is now. How do you, how would you describe the aesthetic of lot 2046? I would describe it as like a uniform. It's like a sort of a monochromatic, super simple uniform. So everything they sell is like, um, black tees, black underwear, black socks, a black toothbrush, like, uh, all clear white floss, like all clear white deodorant. It's all like, there's no branding or to any of it. So what drew you to it? Well, I, I always like, like I wear all black most of the time anyways. And, um, there's a couple of things that drew me to it. You actually sent me the link that when it, when it first kind of came out. Yeah, I saw it in GQ, I think. Yeah, like they got a lot of press early on, I guess, because of the Lapka and the Airbnb acquisition in the past. So people are tracking whatever he does. Um, but when I went to the website, there's a few things that drew me in. Number one, it was like super simple and it was just photos of what you get. It was like a really well shot photo and then a simple explanation in like a couple of sentences and a frequency. So it said one per six months, one per every month. Um, the other thing that kind of drew me in was the, the tone of voice. Like the copy was kind of interesting. It's still a little bit weird, like mysterious. It's not that direct, but, uh, I felt like for me personally, it was, it was just interesting the way that they were writing. So what did you get in the first pack or what have you received so far? Um, so I've gotten two shipments. I don't remember every single item, but the most recent one came with a pair of like black pants. It came with. Uh, a couple pairs of black socks, black toothbrush, white deodorant, white dental floss. And then the first shipment came with a black t-shirt, um, like a necklace thing. It was just like pure costume. As someone who, who has a pretty good understanding of quality, whether it comes to the, whether it's apparel or just general consumer goods, how would you describe the quality of the products? I don't think the quality is great at the moment, but um, you can tell that they're kind of like trying to find their way through feedback from the subscribers. Um, the only thing that uh, I've been a little bit confused about, and it came up in this like long sort of, I guess it was a Reddit thread or a Y Combinator thread when um, when they first debuted a bunch of people like in this long, long thread, a lot of people commenting. Um, there's a little bit of irony because... The description of lot 2046 says that everything is disposable. And, uh, when you're done with it, you can just pack it back up and send it back and presumably recycle it. Although they don't say that word and they also don't have any means to send it back. So they say that it's disposable, which makes sense because their whole like frequency of it is like once a month, you get like a new shirt or you get like a new pair of boxers. So it kind of feels a little bit wasteful. But then at the same time, um, on his personal website, there's like this kind of these set of life rules that he lists out. And number two on that list is, um, in my opinion, it kind of conflicts with the lot 2046 because it says something about always thinking long term, always thinking 30 years ahead. Um, so I'm a little bit confused with the idea of a disposable apparel that's not really um, eco-friendly, but then a rule in his kind of like design mantra that you always think long-term, think of 
things in terms of a 30 year outlook. Which is where the name is derived from, right? It, it started in tw- 2016. So if you add 30 years to 2016, it's 2046. Uh, I also read in that thread that, um, there's a Wong Kar Wai, uh, a Hong Kong movie director who has a movie called 2046. Um, so I think that there's a lot of like kind of pop culture or literary artistic references, artistic references, which is also kind of the discussion like, is lot 2046 an art project? Is it an actual like trying to be a legitimate, you know, subscription business? Is it just a rich guy's like pet project who cashed out from Airbnb and is just doing this for the hell of it? That's kind of the discussion that's been going around. What's your perspective on it? Do you think that there is longevity in this whole concept? For me personally, there is longevity in it. I do think that the quality of some of the products needs to be dialed in a little bit. Like the sizing is, is all over the place right now. They've resent me. Like my first shipment, they sent me a shirt in a large, I think large, and it was way too small. So then I sent them feedback that it was too small. So then the second shipment, they sent me a new shirt that, um, was actually, I think it was sized the same, but it was just, it fit m- more accurately. So you mean like it was still tagged a large, it just fit? Well, the whole thing is there's no tags to anything. So they didn't like send me an XL, quote unquote, but they just replaced my shirt, but it fit larger, if that makes sense. But n- nothing has labels or anything on it. Um, I think that some of what they're offering is very functional. Like the idea of getting kind of like that uniform, like a new black shirt, a pair of black pants, just consistently. And just, that's what you wear all the time, um, is functional for somebody like me who doesn't want to have to always think about like, what am I going to wear today? Some of the stuff I think just is there to basically kind of be cool and like add to the universe of what they're trying to create. Like one of the things that's really that's once a year supposedly that they deliver is a tattoo gun. But like, I'm not, why would I need a tattoo gun? Although it's cool, you know, like when you go to the website, it kind of fits the aesthetic of what they're doing. But obviously that's not functional. Do you have any sort of uh, worries that a, a company like this that's trying to do everything without any sort of background? So for example, they're offering toiletry items, deodorant, right? without any sort of expertise in beauty products. They're also offering fashion products without the necessary fashion background. Do you think that that will ultimately prevent them from moving forward and really being a credible sort of subscription company? Or is it more about the experience and less about the individualistic quality of each product? My feeling from what I've gathered of being a subscriber for two months is it doesn't feel like they're trying to make it into like a large scale business. It feels like they're trying to cater to a group of people that understand more at like an artistic or a philosophical level, what they're doing at a product level. So it's not about lot 2046 catering to like a cosmetic consumer or a toiletry or a fashion. You know what I mean? It's more about like, These are just some offerings, some physical product offerings to the type of person who kind of mentally or philosophically aligns with this idea of like keeping things really minimal and clean, like simple attire and simple, you know, things around their life. One thing you had also mentioned was currently your 
the interaction with the brand is very authentic and very sort of intimate. I mean, it's kind of like whenever you're in a startup phase, the person behind the the project is going to be quite forward facing. What sort of interactions have you had with uh, the founder? When you first sent me the link, I did a su- super simple Instagram story of just like the web page, like of me signing up. I think I just like filmed my screen of signing up, and probably ten minutes later, <clears throat> I tagged at lot twenty forty six. Lot 2046 replied and just gave me like some kind of like, you know, fist bump emoji or something. And I started talking to the guy and, or I started talking to Lot 2046, the account and realized a few messages in that it was actually Vadik, the guy. So it's like just him doing it. And, um, come to find out he splits his time between LA and Shenzhen, China, which was ironic because I was talking to him and I was like, Hey, you know, I split my time for making between LA and Hong Kong. So depending on when you're shipping it, um, or where you're shipping it from, you know, like just let me know and maybe you could ship it to US or, or Hong Kong. And he was like, Oh, actually I'm sharing time between Asia and US. So we've kind of stayed in touch through that. I want, I still want to meet him at some point, but we haven't had time to, our schedules haven't aligned, but I definitely feel a little bit of sense of loyalty to it after talking to him personally, now it's like if I canceled my subscription, then he's probably going to get the notification like to his personal inbox. (laughs) But all, but all that said too, like I don't, I don't want to cancel right now because um, I'm like finding value in it. And I enjoy the process of seeing it develop month on month, you know, which is funny because when we were building Macon, I was sort of opposed to that transparency Um, and it's just been interesting to see it on the flip side as like a consumer looking in and, you know, getting a personal email of like, Hey guys, how'd the shirt fit? Like, Hey, did, did you like this? Did you not like this? And then actually seeing the next month, the shift of like, they literally adjusted the shirt size and sent it to me. As an aside, it's really, it's a really powerful interaction when people see themselves directly influencing the product. Right. But also on that note, I would say we're pretty forthcoming with looking for feedback. And just like, you know, lot 2046 is, is despite the fact you might be very proactive in getting feedback, it's actually quite hard to get good feedback. Like either people don't respond or it's generally not specific enough or it doesn't provide enough value for you, for you to strategize how to change it. Some of the feedback that pertains to the whole lot 2046 movement or project as you want to call it is a sense of pretension do you feel that it's pretentious in any way i think that it is a little bit pretentious like which is also part of what i mentioned earlier about the tone of voice was interesting to me because a lot of the copy for the brand is like weirdly ambiguous though there's like sentences that don't they're fragment sentences or they don't make sense or there's like they're weirdly spiritual like the footer of their page has like a jeremiah 29 11 um bible verse in it and then at the like the very end of the page as well it has uh hold on let me just pull it up here like this is the in the footer of their page this is what it says it says for the good death parentheses clouds 86 degrees fahrenheit Neither Instagram, nor Safari, nor Central District, nor Terms of Use, nor Support at Lot2046.com, nor Plus1628444-9791, 
parentheses, good works, payments by Stripe, Jeremiah 29, 11. And then it ends with like these, um, latitude and longitude coordinates. And then in the Reddit thread, they were talking about how it's like coordinates for some location in San Diego. <laughs> So it's like, this is what I mean by, it's not really made for the mainstream person. Like, this is nonsense to most people, but to somebody like me who, it still doesn't make sense, but I just kind of think it's, like, interesting. Which is why I think, like, it is part art project. It is part, like, a guy who can kind of afford to do this um, and exercise that creative muscle. Yeah. You know what's interesting about, I think, the dynamic of, like, my experience with Lot 2046 is... You mentioned earlier it feeling a little bit pretentious, which I think is accurate. But that pretension was also for somebody like me, what kind of pulled me in. It was almost like aspirational where I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, I kind of want to be a part of this cool. But then what's kept me in was the transparency and just the one to one interaction. It's almost like I anted up and I like kind of committed myself to like supporting what they were doing. And then now by being a part of that community, like it's a very one on one, like, interaction i'm i'm affecting their product for change hopefully for the better they're communicating with me one-on-one like they they had a new video that like a little art film that they did and they sent me i guess slash us the video and said like hey what do you guys think of this before we like put it out out um and i mean it was just i just watched the video but it was just kind of like oh that's nice you know like they care about my opinion (laughs) what are the different pricing tiers um, the pricing tiers right now are, it starts at, um, $49. This, these are all U.S. dollars. It starts at $49 U.S. dollars a month. And, um, the middle tier is $99 a month. And there is, actually there was a, there was a $200 a month plan, but it's, I don't see it on the site right now. And then now there's a digital plan that's just free. <laughs> which is digital plan. Every once in a while, you will receive an exclusive content via email. Essays, music, videos, interviews, and other digital products created by lot contributors. How do you feel about the pricing relative to what you receive? Like, could you in good faith recommend this to other people? I would recommend it to other people, but not like... I would recommend it to other people, but people who would just kind of enjoy being a part of something like this you know like i referred it to carmen chan's boyfriend chris and he signed up and if you if you actually like divided up what you get so i'm paying the 99 dollars per month which is kind of a lot if you actually divided it up i think the per item price um if you were getting really like rigid it it wouldn't really make sense but I, i think the whole purpose of it is you're not trying to subscribe to this thing to get like bang for your buck or you're not subscribing to it the way you might subscribe to other things, just quantifying it one-to-one. It's more about like you're, you're sort of buying into this kind of like concept or movement, concept or movement, if that makes sense. I know I keep bringing it up, but I, I noticed on that Y Combinator thread, somebody, uh, there's a commenter named Kim Burgess who referred it to like outlier. (laughs) She basically was like, this is like one of the best things. Like I've been wearing outlier for so long. And then now I don't have to like remind myself to go and rebuy things, which I kind of agree with. Like that's why I've loved wearing outlier for the last five, seven years. The difference of this obviously is that outlier stuff is like really good quality and it's tech material and it's made to be long lasting a long time, you know, versus this. It's like 
aesthetically kind of similar, but it's disposable. It's admittedly disposable clothing, and uh, it's not technical in any way.